Welcome to the second podcast in the Simply Connected podcast series. Today we'll be discussing how connectivity is the foundation of a successful hybrid workplace for SMMEs. But what exactly is hybrid working and is it a good option for SMMEs? Today we take a closer look at what hybrid working means for SMMEs and establish whether it might be right for you. Many SMMEs encounter tech-related issues when it comes to remote working, such as security, employees not having the correct connectivity, the right technology, or access to data. And these are the issues that need to be addressed before SMMEs can truly embrace hybrid working. Simply Connect is here for you every step of the way. You can always reach out to us on hello at simplyconnect.co.za. Staying true to the podcast philosophy of bringing you industry heavyweights, today we have Mohamed Manjra, the CEO of Zoom Fiber. He's ex-SADV, ex-Vumatel, and has been growing Zoom Fiber exponentially over the last 12 months. They've passed over 30,000 homes in South Africa, have huge plans to accelerate that even further, and have connected over 6,000 homes already. Mohamed, your experience in the telecoms industry is unparalleled. And we are so grateful that you are here with us in studio today. Thanks, Varad. Thanks for the introduction and, and happy to be here. So, Mohammed, um, you know, we're looking at um, SMMEs and how they need to be digitally enabled and, you know, to, to embrace the hybrid working in, in environment. And I think it starts with connectivity because that is your digital enablement layer or the foundation. What is your view when it comes to hybrid working, especially for your company currently, but also from a broader context in terms of SMMEs and the difference between, you know, FTTH and FTTB. I think there's a big discussion that we need to talk about that. And if you can give us some context to to these different types of services and the related service level agreements. Yeah, so so I think um, as a starting point from a Zoom Fiber perspective, you know, we, we less, than a, less than a year old, we'll be a year old on the 9th of October. So we were kind of brought up in, in the current COVID environment and having been brought up in that sort of space, apart from being a startup and having the the entrepreneurial uh, background, you know, we, we were kind of forced to to be flexible enough and agile enough to have remote working as as an option. Um, and I mean, we've learned a lot uh, over the last over the last year in in that space. So South Africa has got a very unique set of challenges. You know, connectivity, as you mentioned, is is uh, is one of the major major challenges that we've got. And uh, being a a telecommunications company, um, you know, we've managed to to understand the requirement for connectivity and and where poor connectivity comes in, how it actually affects your employees' ability not just to communicate but also to be productive in their own workspace. The other element that we've got, which is a challenge, is is power and access to to, to electricity. You know, with the with the rolling um, load shedding that we have in in our country, um, and we've had to be able to mobilize, um, you know, our resources in a manner where they are able not just to have connectivity, but also have access to things like UPSs, so they can not just stay connected, but also stay online at all uh, at all times. And that becomes very, very important for the team. Um, and having a, a, a team base of about 40 employees, you know, we have managed to successfully allow the team to be quite flexible in their approach, whether they be in the office or whether they work from home. And from our perspective, um, the, the, the productivity that we've managed to achieve in this last year has been, has been phenomenal. 
Um, when you start to look at it and you start to look at where connectivity is actually provided in, in, in the country, um, and you look at predominantly your, your, your lower income environments where connectivity may not be as, as prevalent as maybe your, your higher income areas, the, the idea of, of working from home, you know, it sounds very good, you know, if you are in a place that's got proper connectivity, but where you don't have proper connectivity, um, it starts to to create an environment where you know uh, people are effectively putting themselves at risk by having to to go out or go to an office or go to a retail store, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, because they are not actually able to work from home, you know, or have the ability to work remotely, and and that becomes very very challenging um, in in our current space. And and uh, from from that perspective, a goal from from a Zoom Fiber perspective is to make sure that we are taking connectivity. To, to as many people as possible, regardless of the level of income that you that, that you may may earn. Um, so we're trying to bridge that gap between you know between the the higher income and, and and the lower income environment, so that we don't create that second class citizen type of environment um, for people in the country. And and we well know a way to 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 achieving that. Um, if you look at the areas, some of the areas that we we've deployed connectivity. To um, in, in the Peter Marisburg region and in, in the Durban region, um, the the response that we've got from the communities has been absolutely phenomenal, um, and th- th- there is a demand. I think further to that, um, where you look at how businesses have evolved and have had to evolve over the last twelve to eighteen months, it's it's kind of given business owners, um, and especially on the SME side, it's it's given business owners the ability to create more cost-effective environments for themselves um, in the space where you don't have to now go and specifically pay rent for large offices, for you know um, all of the, the add-ons that, that come with that. So I think while the, the, the time that we are, we are living in now is quite a challenging time, there, there is a bit of a silver lining that's been created for SMMEs, giving them the flexibility to have their employees work remotely and have... Uh, the employees be able to uh, stay safe uh, and be productive in their in their home environment. So, I mean, ultimately, every every home now almost becomes an office. You touched on a good point there, Mohammed, uh, especially around you know, employee productivity. And I think it's not just working from home, but it's about being productive and output. And I think that's what businesses are looking for, especially SMMEs, because they're agile and small and need to adapt and move forward quite quickly and, and seize opportunities, especially during... The pandemic, you know, and and there's a lot of opportunities that have opened up for SMEs where bigger companies are taking time to adapt, uh, to adapt, and they're not as not as agile. And I think the other thing I wanted to touch on is, or, or point that I wanted to highlight is that I've noticed that you guys have, st- and you and you you did highlight it a bit, is that you guys have started, you know, rolling out uh, fiber not only to high LSM uh, uh, customers, but you focus on on uh, entry to mid level, and I think that's a, a fantastic strategy, and it's great, it's great that we have you know some infrastructure. Companies in South Africa that are looking at that in that that huge chunk of the market and trying to make it commercially viable. So well done on that. If I can just you know touch on you know your your current team and, and maybe even even in broader in terms of you know you mentioned SMMEs being able to save on you know uh, cost to to commute and office space and and that type of thing. You guys were born during a pandemic, so it takes a lot of guts to get it done, and I'm sure that that is going to pay huge dividends. How are you guys adapted? And in terms of you know, uh, in terms of, of being productive remotely, I mean, 
talking more around Microsoft Teams, Zoom, other type of collaboration tools, but also, you know, how are you seeing that traffic? And 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 I think you know from there we'll go on to you know FTTB and FTTH. And I want to just you know demystify some of the the issues around contention ratios and the difference between a fiber to the home service and a fiber to the business service. I think a lot of people are getting confused in that space, and I think there's a huge you know differentiator that's not really simplified for for business owners. Yeah, I think maybe starting off on the. Um on the, the video conferencing tools, um, you take a view of it. I mean, so fr- from our organization perspective, we've got we've got 40 individuals and uh, whenever we have our meetings, um, we probably have about 70% of the meeting that sits online. Um, and through the through the video conferencing tools, uh, I think there is, there is obviously a bit of a setup cost that you want to have a, a proper video conferencing tool set up um, at a centralized location, be it your office, etc. Um, and from from the employee's perspective, I mean, his video conferencing tool is effectively his laptop, right? So um, with him having a proper connection, um, we, we've seen we've seen no loss of production at all. In fact, we've seen increase in production um, with the guys having being able to work remotely. Um, and you know, when when engaging with them. Uh, as long as they've got a, a solid connection um, at, at their home or wherever they choose to work from, um, you know we, we have we have seen the guys really thrive and, and do well, and and those meetings actually move along um, a lot faster because you, you've now um, got the individual who's who's effectively sitting in in his space, and, and you know he's got the information that he wants to put forward on the on the meeting, um, and it it actually reduces the time um, that you you spend in meetings. You look at our staff complement, right? I mean, we 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 based in in Johannesburg uh, as a head office, as such, and we've got an office in 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 Durban, not too far from where we are now. Um, and um, from from that perspective, we have been able to employ people from anywhere in the country. We've just hired a program manager from Brantford in in uh, in the Free State. You know, um, I don't even know where that is, to be honest with you. Um, but um, it, because of, of access to connectivity, you know, this employee is he's able to to travel to where he needs to be, when he needs to be, and for the remainder of the time, um, he's got a fantastic opportunity to to use his skills uh, remotely. Um, so in that in that space, you're now starting to actually spread your ability to to find the right people for your organization. It's no more tied to the person has to live in Joburg or the person has to live in, in Durban or wherever your office may be based. Um, your your employees now have, have got the ability to, you know, if they're not a fan of, of, of Joburg as an example, you know, and they want to go and live in Cape Town, so be it. You know, as long as, you know, you have a solid connection and you're able to, to fulfill your, your task or your role, um, in fact, we do have an employee from Cape Town who who lives in Cape Town, and um, and that's working out very well for us. Um, and people become more comfortable in 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 their own space. You know, they they, they don't have to effectively um, move into into an office environment if if that's not where they they are comfortable with. So, I mean, from from our perspective, it, it's opened up the entire country effectively for us to say, let let us go and find the right people, regardless of of where they may be. And the tools like a Zoom, like a Microsoft Teams, or we use Google Meets as such, you know, works very well uh, for us to communicate and communicate effectively, which is very important. I think communication is one half of it, but the effectiveness uh, and getting the message across is just as important. 
Yeah, and I think on that point, you're talking about basically workplace experience, and I know the large corporates globally have been banding around funny terms to try and, and increase the workplace uh, workspace experience, and also try to get you know employees back into the office at some point because I think that's the other thing. You've got everyone out the office, and now how do you get them back, and how do you you know still keep them productive, keep the uh, 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 keep the employee engagement um, um, you know index up and keep the guys uh, you know also um, you know feeling fulfilled of what they're doing and I think a big part of that is around uh, you know digitally enabling your employees to be connected and to be and that that is the foundation for everything else that you need to do whether you are a large corporate or SME even a consumer it's about you know a digital lifestyle and I think you're hundred percent correct you know as a small business we can evolve much quicker. But from a large enterprise perspective, I think, uh, and and corporates, I think there's you know there's just so much more that has to go into it in terms of the you know employee engagement as well as uh, employee experience and you know the whole workspace uh, you know uh, experience. I want to touch on you know some of the challenges SMEs are facing, and I chat to business owners regularly through through the company, and we're having discussions around you know guys looking at a consumer service in terms of fiber, you know. And a business service. I want us to. You want you to give us some some of your insights in terms of the differences between them, um, and 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 uh, you know where do you see that going, and and what does it enable uh, you know for for businesses going forward? Yeah, I think I think one of the most uh, important points when you're looking at a, at a consumer or, or a home service versus a, a business service is ultimately the the service level agreement that you have behind it. So, what people tend to um, tend to not understand is you know you you talk about about SLA or service level agreements and they're like oh, yeah but, but but is that all you know and and the difference is when you look at a home service you know you're talking what we term in the industry as a best effort service what that means is effectively that um, the the service that is provided to you uh, may be a point to multi-point service and without getting too technical a point to multi-point service means we take one strand of fiber and or one connection, one link, and you can split it among 64 different users. Um, and in terms of um, in terms of understanding that if that network uh, were to go down, you know, you look at potentially 24 working hours before that 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 customer may, may come up. Now, why that is very important? And 24 working hours effectively could relate to four four working days. Um, and, and this is just speaking, I'm generalizing across across all uh, all networks, not specific to any network. When you when you take a view of that and as a business and you're saying, okay, no, you know what, I'd rather just take out a, a home service and um, uh, and, and yeah, it's cost effective, it's costing me 500 bucks a month, a business service is costing me 5,000 rands, 10 times cheaper. You've got to bear in mind that if you were to go down and that network operator was to take X amount of time to get it up. Um, that is what you've signed up for. You signed up for that service. You know, yes, you save in terms of cost on that, but from a uh, from a, a network perspective, you've got to be very selective in terms of who you select as your as your connectivity partner. Um, when it comes to to business offerings, yes, you're paying a more premium, um, and on your on your business offerings, you tend to find it could be a point to multi point solution, meaning you could be sharing the same. Uh, same fiber with uh, with multiple uh, other other clients, or you could have a dedicated line on a, on a point to point service. You know, so you do have generally the option, but that that comes at a cost. Um, the the big the big factor that that uh, really impacts on businesses is is the downtime, um, because I mean w- we all know that you know 
whenever you are down, you are not able to communicate, you're not able to function effectively um, as a business. And generally, when it comes to, to business offerings, you know, you tend to have about a four hour SLA. So the, the network operator is then obligated to ensure that you are you are connected and back up worst case scenario, you know, within four hours. Now, there's a lot of mitigation that takes place when it comes to business offerings. Um, a lot of times to avoid even getting as far as that, uh, a lot of uh, network operators tend to build in redundancy or diversity to you as a client, as a business client, because you are seen as a premium client, you are treated as a premium client. Um, you know, and from that perspective, you are, your, your, your network or the network partner that you choose should ensure that they've got the relevant redundancies and they've got the relevant diversity to make sure that your business is able to effectively to, to, to operate effectively and operate efficiently um, in in your space. And and I think when selecting a partner, always always do those checks with them and you know and ask them the, the hard questions. Ask them you know uh, you know what is the cost? Do you have effective uh, redundancy in place? You know what is what is your your SLA in terms of downtime? Um, from a Zoom Fiber perspective, regardless of, so we've got our FTTB um, product that we're launching soon, but on our FTTH side, we are the only fiber network operator, to my knowledge, in the country that we've got something called an accountability incentive. We allow ourselves uh, 1% downtime per month, right? So when we talk about downtime, we're saying um, we our our commitment to our customers who, who are effectively our ISPs uh, because we are open access, is that if we go past 99% downtime in the month, right, up to 95% downtime in the month, which is effectively what your ICASA license holds you to, you know, we'll discount you that 5%. So we take that step because we're quite confident in terms of, of our ability to, to maintain the network and keep the network up you know, um, for 99% of the time. Yes, we have our own challenges and, and that, that happens to, to all networks. Um, but when you are looking at the difference between your fiber to the home and fiber to the business service, always bear in mind that even though it's still a piece of fiber that's coming into your home or your business, understand the dynamics that sit behind it um, and understand what you are signing up for. Um, so if you are working from home and, you've, and you're working from home um, on a fiber to the home connection, you know, there is the risk and there is the element that, that you know, you may be down for a certain amount of time. Or let's change it around. You may not be up for all of uh, all of the month, and that comes down to whoever your provider may be and the ability to keep your network up um, for throughout the month and throughout the times that you need to. When it comes to business, different scenario. The the provider is obligated to ensure that you are connected, um, and 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 if there is any downtime, right, your SLA that you sign with them should give you an indication of if the network goes down. How soon are they able to get you back up? Um, and that's very important to understand on, on the back end. From a, from a technical perspective, yes, there's a difference in equipment and also a difference in, in the speed that they are able to, to provide, uh, provide you with. Um, so have a look at, at the number of devices that you're connecting in a business environment uh, compared to, to, to a home environment and make sure that you've got a, a, sufficient, a sufficiently uh, or a high-speed connect connection in order to make sure that you can service the number of devices that are uh, that you need to connect. So look look at the elements, and, and I mean, and I mean, it's 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 not. Uh, you shouldn't be afraid to to ask the difficult questions. 
to uh, to to your provider and and make sure that you're getting comfort in terms of your connection and in terms of the, the service that's being provided to. A very important thing is making sure that you hold the provider accountable and you're getting what you pay for. You know, the 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 one of the biggest issues that that we have as an organization and that we see in in South Africa is is you know you don't really get what you pay for. So you want to make sure that you are holding your provider accountable and making sure that whatever fee that you agree with them, whatever amount you agree with them, that they are delivering on the service that they promised to deliver to you. Um, and I think that that's very important. Look at look at the fine print when 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 taking a view of of a home service versus uh, taking looking to take up a, a business service, and and make sure that that you are covered as a as a business on that front. That's great, great advice. I think you explained it, you know, precisely. And I think, you know, before we finish off, I wanted to get your insights on. So, can we say that you know businesses get priority on the network? They get priority in terms of the time to repair. Should they be considering a failover? Uh, you know, if they do go down, because you you know you do go down, and there are challenges. And then finally, if you can explain, I mean, you know, the difference between your infrastructure provider and your actual ISP. I think a lot of people get caught up in that space as well. And get pushed from pillar to post, especially when they go down. I think. I think in terms of preference, I mean, your your, your businesses would get preference because they are paying for that preference. You know, so th- they would rather. Say, I mean, they could potentially take a home service. You know, but they take the home service at the risk of falling into that queue of <clears throat> maintenance issues that that may take may take some time to resolve. Um, so, from a business perspective, they pay for a, a premium, and they pay a premium to ensure that they are looked after. And to ensure that their their network is um, is up uh, as long as possible, and depending on the type of business that you have, you know that would uh, ultimately define the, the type of of product that you that you select. Um, in terms of uh, infrastructure versus versus your ISP, when you when you take a view of um, of the the infrastructure provider or your 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 fiber network operator or FNO, you might hear these terms, but it's not limited to fiber, right? You might have uh, you know, wireless providers or, or whoever your, your your infrastructure provider is. These are the guys that will effectively lay the infrastructure in the area. They're the guys that go in and they destroy your sidewalks and they break your water pipes and they damage your electrical cables and you know, um, and hopefully they may, hopefully hopefully they, they 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 make it you know make it right once they once they complete it. Um, but I mean, at a fundamental level, these are the guys that are investing in your community. You know, they're laying the infrastructure um, at, at large amounts of capital that, that they've had to go and raise and, and invest into your community to be able to provide you with the connectivity. Um, you then get two types of uh, providers. You get what you term closed access and you, t- and you get open access. So closed access providers are providers that lay the infrastructure and you can only take a service from them uh, in terms of your internet connectivity or your voice um, or any services that are linked to that specific infrastructure. And, um, you know, there's a large part, I would say about 90% of the the infrastructure providers have moved away from that in South Africa to what is then termed open access. Now, open access um, creates... A, a differentiation between the infrastructure provider, so the guys that lay the infrastructure, versus the ISP. The ISP is your internet service provider. And effectively what happens is the ISP leases the infrastructure from the FNO or from the, the network operator, 
regardless of whether it's fiber or, or wireless. Um, and they would then provide that service to you as an end user. So you've got the, the, the com a company that sits in between that provides you with the actual internet as such, uh, as such and any other vast or value added services on top of that, you know, like your voice, like your cloud and, and other elements that, that may sit on, on top of that. So when we look at it in terms of, of the network, you've got a layer two provider, which is effectively the infrastructure provider, and you've got a layer three provider, which is your ISP. Um, and what tends to happen and, and uh, a very uh, common theme in, in our industry and in the telecommunication space is, is people tend to forget who their customer is. And what I mean by that is as a fiber network operator, your customer is the ISP. And as the ISP, your customer is the home or the business. And there tends to be a sort of, uh, the best way I can put it is, is you know, there, there seems to be confusion because generally your network operator will go in and market quite hard in an area, you know, the likes of us, Zoom Fiber, or other operators um, in, in specific areas. And that's the first interaction that uh, that the resident or the business may get. Um, and there seems to be a lack of understanding in terms of who do they contact in the event that there's an issue? Do they contact the network operator? Do they contact the ISP? And that's why, I mean, the point you raise is a very good point or the question that you raise is a very good question, uh, a very good question because it's, it's very important to clearly define the role of the different uh, the different parties when when rolling out networks. So from a from a customer perspective um, on on our side as Zoom Fiber, our customers are effectively our ISPs, um, and their customer would effectively be the resident or the business that um, that would lease the the service from them on a, on a monthly basis. And I think there's a lot of education that still needs to be passed on into into our communities around around uh, the difference between the ISP and the, and the network operators um, and um, and I mean slowly but surely the guys do start to understand all right I need to contact my ISP because my ISP is effectively I am their customer um, and then the ISPs if there's an issue then do pass the message um, on to us as the as the network operator um, so I think in in terms of in terms of looking at the value chain uh, in the in, in the telecom space, there is a lot more education that needs to happen, um, specifically to the end users. I think it's quite clear in terms of the network operators and the ISP where they stand. But when it comes to the end users, understanding who is there, who do they um, send send any requests or any information that they need to, there's a lot more clarity that needs to happen in that space. That's spot on, Mohammed, and I think that's that's the reason I brought it up because you know when we speak to business customers. We're telling them to dig digitally transform, digitally enable themselves to reach their digital customers. And it all boils down to having good connectivity and being connected. So if your business goes down for the 24 business hours, as, as you mentioned, that's four days. Well, your business customers or your customers can't reach you and you've effectively closed your retail store. You know, if it was a physical store, your, store, your shop door is closed and no one can contact you. So I think that's you know, super important. And I think there's a lot more that needs to happen in that space uh, from a from a customer experience perspective, especially with the end users or the businesses and the ISPs and the network operators, because it's, you know, as, as you said, in some environments, it's like cowboys and Indians, you know. Anyway, I think, Mohammed, thank you for your time. I think it was an excellent way to an engaging way and quite an educational way to to end the session. And, and, and I hope we have you again uh, on soon. 
Thank you again for taking the time to join us on the Simply Connected podcast series. If you enjoyed our conversation today and you have any questions for Muhammad or myself, we are available on hello at simplyconnect.co.za. If you are familiar with our podcast series, you'll know that the next discussion is designed to make connectivity a reality for SMMEs. At Simply Connect, we understand SMMEs' needs and offer solutions that adapt to the environment the business works in. I'm once again joined by Tanya Dreyer, who will be providing insight into the various connectivity options for SMMEs of all sizes and how these solutions are perfect for the hybrid workplace. Tanya, welcome back. What advice would you provide to SMMEs with regards to connectivity when considering a hybrid workplace? Um, as you and Mohammed correctly discussed, there's a lot of confusion and terminology relating to connectivity and the kinds of connectivity that would best benefit SMMEs. SMMEs don't only need to worry about their office in a hybrid work environment. They also need to worry about their employees' requirements. And top of mind with that also, how are SMEs protecting their networks? Do they have special network requirements that their employees need to be aware of? And how can they ensure that all of the traffic is work-related? So there's definitely two sides to the story. There's what the employees require, and there's also what works for the business. And those two have to meet. In terms of Simply Connect, we are definitely open to having those discussions with our customers. There are many, many options out there. Every business is different. Everyone has unique needs. And we are definitely there to provide an advisory role in terms not only of connectivity, security, and even some of the work-from-home tools, um, collaboration and productivity tools available to SMEs and their employees. Good. That's fantastic. And the fact that, you know, we're looking at connectivity, which is the first part, and, you know, bringing together the needs of the business and the needs of, uh, you know, an employee that's working remotely, working anywhere in this day and age. And, and I'm glad that you brought the two together because the needs do have to meet in the middle somewhere. There's the connectivity, which is the first layer or the foundation of this house. We can call it a house. And then you have a whole lot of tools that you need to put on there. We can look at collaboration tools, video, voice, you know, Office 365. What are you guys doing uh, internally uh, currently? I mean, you know, this team was scaled up during a, a pandemic. We spoke to Mohammed. He started a business during a pandemic. And we know that, you know, if you've, you know, they say that good companies uh, will grow during a pandemic, but, you know, uh, uh, companies will be even more exponential uh, if they were conceptualized during a pandemic because they will be more adaptable and flexible in the way they operate. So how are you guys dealing with a remote working team and what sort of tools are you guys looking at currently and, and what have you deployed and what works for you guys? I think initially when the business was built, we were always digital first. And so right at the beginning, we built um, the business in such a way that employees would always be able to access our tools online. And so when the pandemic hit, we actually didn't need to stress too much. I think from basically from day one, we were able to say, okay, everyone's working from home, log in from home and basically work as usual. So I think we were very, very lucky in that way because we had planned, almost planned in advance uh, and weren't as affected. So we were lucky to, to be able to use tools like uh, Microsoft Office 365, um, especially with emails, we were able to keep in touch constantly. Over the months, we've also added a number of other tools. Recently, we've added a 
telephony solution, a cloud-based telephony solution using WebEx, which means that all of our employees are able to make phone calls from either their desktop or their mobile phone from wherever they are, and that would be at no charge to them. Another added benefit of using WebEx is we're also able to record phone calls, which means that when our consultants are having conversations with customers, all of those conversations are recorded, and that can also form part of our governance procedures and policies. Uh, we've also started using an online CRM, which is a customer relationship management tool, that allows us to keep track of all the customers that we have, not just the products and services that they have with us, but also any issues that they might be having in terms of their connectivity. And this allows us to also uh, assist customers no matter where they are in the country because anyone in our team can log in, um, go and view a customer's profile, see what their issues are, and then make the necessary calls to the network operators to resolve on behalf of the customer. So all of the things that we would normally do in an office, everyone has been able to do from home. And we've also been able to collaborate with each other. So we don't have to wait for one person. There's no bottlenecks in our organization in terms of, you know, connecting and chatting to people in other, you know, especially our partners. Um, we don't have bottlenecks where one person holds all the keys and the relationships because all the information is readily available. Anybody can pick up the phone and contact a partner to get information. So I think we've been very lucky in that way to have built the business in such an adaptable way. And that's why we are definitely placed, well-placed to chat to our customers and offer them the best solution for their business. And I think you touch on a good point there, Tanya, uh, customer support. And I think that's the big difference between FTTH and FTTB. You know, uh, you get besides the priority and the network, and I think Mohammed highlighted it, and I think you're highlighting it now as well, that it, it boils down to support. You know, it's you can buy a d different types of vehicles, but the reason you choose one over the other, apart from the features and, you know, the colors and, and all of these things, but I think a big part of it is when you buy it and now you've, you know, you, you're using it, you need to be able to take it in for its services, for its warranty. And I think the same thing goes for Customers, is the customers that are uh, you know that are connected and have their connectivity with a certain provider, but I think with a business provider, the fact that you are running or wanting to scale your business digitally, and that's what I find with a lot of you know SMMEs are looking to find new customers in new locations, new geographies across the country, service them, you know, and and deploy a CRM, use all of these tools. But if the, your connectivity goes down, your business goes down, right? It's like a retail store. And so, you know, what are you guys doing? How are you guys seeing that? You know, we were talking about a failover earlier with Mohammed. How are you guys, you know, crossing that bridge and, and providing some sort of redundancy, uh, if you can call it, for these business customers? Well, definitely there's also two parts to that conversation. It's, it's the part around the support for the business, whether that's a SME or a large organization. And then the second part is helping them to mitigate um, connectivity failures. Oftentimes, uh, customers don't know where they're supposed to go. All they know is they have no internet. But that internet could be a number of, could result from a number of things. It could actually be an issue that's happened on site. It could be an issue um, in the neighborhood, or it could be a national issue. So who do you call? Well, Sometimes you know that your, you know, your internet access is actually provided by a bigger telco, but everybody knows what it's like to phone a telco and try to get support on your small issue. Um, and so that's definitely why we encourage customers to come via Simply Connect because we have those direct relationships 
with telcos and other network operators to be able to get you that feedback as soon as possible. So first, we would obviously help you to troubleshoot and find out exactly where the issue is. And second, if it's not related to your on-site um, connectivity or maybe something wasn't set up correctly, we then escalate on your behalf to get you that feedback. So the second part then is actually looking at how do we mitigate this? So we have a lot of customers, um, especially on networks. Fiber is a great solution, but obviously depending on if you have FTTH, you might often find that your network goes down. And for some businesses, it's just a matter of cost. As much as they would like to have an FTTB solution, it might not be practical. So they start off maybe with an FTTH in the hopes that in a few months as the businesses scale, they can then improve and upgrade. But what do you do in the meantime when that FTTH maybe fails or goes down for a few hours? And that's where we also can give advice in terms of offering LTE as a backup for some of the smaller connections, or we can have other solutions. You could also have a backup wireless solution, uh, which is an antenna that's basically fixed to your property. So there are a number of failover solutions for those times where those one or two hours where your business goes down, but you need connectivity in order to keep productive. Thank you for joining us again today, Tanya. It was uh, engaging and uh, it was fantastic chatting to you and getting your insights in terms of customer support, CRM, collaboration tools. Thank you for taking the time to join us today on the Simply Connected podcast series. Absolutely, my pleasure, Farad. Thanks for having me and looking forward to our next catch up. SMMEs need to ensure they are agile in order to adapt. And I think the key takeaway from today is that with the right connectivity, the hybrid workplace empowers us and provides us with the ability to think and work exactly where we are personally most productive. Thank you for joining us for the second episode in our podcast series. I look forward to more engaging conversations over the coming months and ways that we can enable, uplift, and digitally transform current and upcoming SMMEs. If you want to reach out to us, please do so on hello at simplyconnect.co.za.